future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. This is On Air with Tony Sweet, your number one source for all things entertainment, exclusive interviews, and guests from TV, film, the Broadway stage, and your favorite musical artists of today. Talking shop is a given, but deep conversation is Tony's specialty. On Air with Tony Sweet starts now, exclusively on UBN Radio. Okay, special on air with Tony Sweet. We are here live on a Saturday morning. Usually I'm Wednesday at four. So if you guys are going, who in the hell let Tony get in control of the, right. of the radio the studio? Right. But we have a special show for you guys from Truth or Dare. The dancers, I mean, the ones that got to rub elbows with me, Dinah. Uh, if you don't know who Madonna <laughs> is, yeah, me, Dinah. Me, Dinah. We have, and I'm going to let you everybody go, to go around the room. I have it, but I don't want to miss. Spell say your name. So I know Kevin Stay because I've known Kevin for a long, long time. long time. So Kevin is in the house. How you doing, Kevin? <laughs> Louis Camacho, is that right? That's right. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> well, I got to give more applause. Carlton Welton. Wilborn. What? Then I must. It's my eyes. It's I really. It's so small. <laughs> Carlton Wilborn. <laughs> All right. I got to go to the bigger screen because I can't read the smaller ones. And <laughs> Oliver Crumb is. Oh, that's not how we say it. Crumbs. Oliver Crumbs. I didn't give him any bacon, guys. That's why I said Yeah, because he didn't give me bacon this morning, and oh I was hungry. Well, not hungry. <laughs> hungry. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for being here. Happy Saturday, Tony. I know. This is exciting. It's exciting because uh, I have to say I'm a little mad at you guys because what you guys have done has made me feel really old. <laughs> Because, listen, I was in college when this came out, so it's really showing me that I'm getting older, and now 26 years later, we're here. Oh, thanks for sharing the old. (laughs) Right. Listen, listen. We usually hear, I saw this when I was in the fifth grade. I know, it's crazy. So I'm really happy that you saw it when you were in college. But if, bitches, if I'm getting old, I'm taking you with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Fun ride. All right, so you know this is a great documentary. I think it's a it's a it's a um, a well deserved documentary for the people that have really paved the way for a lot of LGBT and just in allies of uh, the LGBT to um, at at a time when we were still oppressed, still being gay bashed on a daily basis. I mean, it's still happening today, but you guys have moved. Uh, because of this documentary and the film moved LGBT like 10 10 steps forward. So thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Um, So at the time, and I'll start with Kevin, but at the time when you, when you got the gig uh, to do this with Madonna, what, what had you done before this? Um, very little. I mean, my first pro gig was Debbie Gibson. We, well, we love Debbie. We, we, love, Debbie. we love Debbie. We love Debbie. She she actually tweeted me the other day. Was like, oh my god, I love what you're doing. I was like, I love you too, Debbie. Um, yeah, I just I'd done like a couple commercials and a movie, little tiny movie, but little little gigs, right. not with big pop stars really. Um, I'd worked with Vince once, like randomly in a small right. gig, and that's why he kept me on in in in. Madonna store for the people who's Vince. Oh, Vincent Patterson is the choreographer (laughs) of the Blonde Ambition tour with Madonna, and he was brought in. He was also the director. He was brought in uh, to replace Carol Armitage, um, who was the original 
choreographer of, right. the, of the thing and um and he took over and made it magnificent yeah i mean it, it, beautiful i mean it very sexy mm. every single dance that you guys did choreography did was very sexy thank listen you, i had an, i think i had an erection the whole thing, so <laughs> wow. anyway wow. anyway uh sorry <laughs> what time is that it? kind of i know <laughs> hey, so it's five o'clock somewhere <laughs> sweet is that know, really? just by name <laughs> wow. wow! I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. His <laughs> nighttime show is Tony Sexy, <laughs> and I have to I have to drop my voice like yeah. uh, Carlton over here. Uh, Lewis, what about you? What did you do before this? Uh... Well, before we I got the tour, um, I'm you know I'm a, I'm in the house of extravaganza, so we were already <laughs> you know doing our Vogue right. thing all right. over the place and. You know, we had already been to Japan, voguing in Japan mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So we were doing that. So when did Vogue actually start? Because I knew about it when the tour came out on film. So Voguing actually started way, uh, I don't want to say way, way back. But, you know, <laughs> back in the 60s. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, Who would have thought? Um <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Uh, well, it started way back in the 60s. And <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it wasn't as fast. Uh, it wasn't really a dance form back then. It was really honestly about doing poses for, <laughs> you know, the balls and stuff right, like that. Right. And as time progressed, the poses be- started becoming faster and faster and faster. Thus, it turned into more of a dance. <laughs> and, wow. um, and that's it. Well, that's, I, that's that's really encapsulated. It's a, it's a longer story. I will not bore you. With right. It. Well, <laughs> growing up, I grew up in Kansas. You know, a small country boy. Uh, yeah, right. But we did. I mean, we all like I said when I said line dancing earlier before the show. That really was all I kind of knew. Right. <laughs> um, just the the local you know dance halls. But uh, voguing was, I think, an expression that also that just helped people have fun, have a good time, and just be themselves. Now, Carlton, what about you? What, I know you, you had done some stuff before yeah. this. Um, so I had been, I'm originally from Chicago, and by Chicago, the time, down. I know, right? By the time the Madonna gig started in 90, I'd been here for about six months. So before I got here, I was in a dance company in Chicago, which is the premier company of the city, still is, called Hubbard Street Dance. Mm. I was with them for five years. I was a guest artist with a ballet company for nine months. I'd done some work with the Sydney Dance Company in Australia. Then I came out here and uh, did a bunch of the award show things. Really big one was the American Music Awards with Paul Abdul. Oh, wow. And a bunch of other things like that. And... um, yeah, and then I got the M gig. But it was really interesting for me when I got that gig. I had actually, in the same time that she had the audition, I had already accepted going on the road with Whitney Houston. Wow. I had auditioned for that tour, got the gig, and then she was pausing when we were going to leave. And so in that whole time, I found out about M's audition, mm-hmm. and I went and thought, you know, I'll just go and have fun because right. I've already got one in my pocket. I don't really need it. And then... The universe opened the door. And listen... So divinely, because it ended up being that Whitney chose to only go to Japan for three weeks. <laughs> and the Madonna gig became everything that it's been. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, Oliver, what about you? For me, um, before the tour, um, I was living in New Orleans, and I moved to L.A. in 85. And they had this 
dance competition scene that was going on. Um, so I started doing those things, one of few number on um, first places. And um, it was back then it was called the trendy era, which now there's America got talent and America's best dance crew right. and all that stuff that came out. So we were doing it way before. And um, I've done a, I was doing a, um, a little tour and I did a video with a, um, not a known artist, but got to do a video with her and um, got to go to Japan with her and, um, you know, just little local things around L.A. Oh, who's the artist? I know. Um, Don't tease. Little artist name. Her name was, Jenna it Jackson. wasn't, it was like Aaliyah, <laughs> right. but her name was Leah, and the video was called True Obsession. You can look it up on the YouTube. And oh, the, we yeah. will. It's me and my friend Kenny. And oh, I also, um, a lot of people don't know this, but I also did a commercial for Circuit City. Um, wow. Yeah, commercial for Circuit City before Madonna's tour. And um, yeah, I did, a, I did a few things before. Yeah, so. And I also um, danced with this guy, if anybody knows L.A. really well, it was a guy named Suave. He had a um, sounds familiar. Yeah, his name is yeah. Suave. He had a um, uh, album out then, and um, I performed with him. I think it was on Soul Train, and I did a video with him also. Wow! So yeah. Now the once the film, most of us that watched the film, Truth or Dare, I mean, we know kind of what went on at least on camera. But once the the filming was over and it was released, what was the whirlwind like after that? That must have been crazy because Madonna got featured, of course. She's the, the main, the lead person. But you guys got instant exposure, instant famous. And uh, I'm sure millions of people fell in love with every single one of you. So what was it like after that? Oh, my gosh. I think that that's hard to say because I think we all had our own individual experiences of that. <laughs> my own experience was not anything related to, really? oh, I'm so famous or nothing at all. No. I, L.A. has a culture of not acknowledging famous people around you. Oh, so well, even if true. they do that's recognize true. you or appreciate yeah. you, they generally don't say anything because they're just like, oh, let him have his coffee or, what, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. oh, there's Madonna jogging by, whatever. Okay. Um, so nobody really came up to me and, and was gushing anything to me like they do now, which is kind of shocking and amazing. Um, but back then it was just, it was kind of just back to silence, <laughs> back to auditioning with the same people I was auditioning yeah. with before and the same jobs. And then, you know, it, it was, it was humbling, yeah. but it also reminded me that, you know, it's a job. I guess that is true. I mean, I've been here 14 years and after, mm -hmm. after a while you see, you see somebody famous, you're like, Oh, so-and-so and then just keep going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that would be true. Now, if you live somewhere else, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. nice. It's nice to be acknowledged. LA is, is very specific. <laughs> I know I realized sort of the fame that came along with what we had done when I moved to Italy mm -hmm. and then it was screaming crazy fans and I was on television there and it, just from knowing my history here in America, it actually had cachet and value over mm. there or that, that they appreciated. And I still feel appreciated over there. Now, did you have the same, Louis, the same reaction? Um, I mean, did I, you, at I, least I, did you get into the clubs? You didn't have to wait in line anymore? <laughs> well, I wasn't waiting. Before. Oh, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> look at him. Mr. Sweet. <laughs> Let me just tell you. <laughs> um, well, you know, it was a little bit louder for me and Jose. Yeah. Um, but, again, I mean, we did go back to our normal lives and stuff like that. But, you know, we went into, you know, recording a record, 
and I remember that still, you know, kind of just dealing and hanging out and just with, you know, with M for a long, for a little bit after that. So, mm-hmm. you know, there was still a little bit of stardust falling around, (laughs) (laughs) which is always nice. But, you know, I mean, eventually, like everything else, I mean, it is a job. So, you know, all of that stuff, you know, just kind of starts to fade away, which is right. (laughs) (laughs) Carlton, uh, did uh, how was your uh, experience afterwards? Yeah, um, I think probably closer to the experience that Lewis and Jose had. And, and sometimes it's hard for me to gauge it because, again, I did the Blonde Ambition tour and right. then I went back out and did the girly show tour right. with her. So sometimes where the acknowledgement really comes from, I overlap. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it. I you know, I remember moments in grocery stores. Like, that's my moment. Like, I could literally be, like, in the meat section. Somebody would come up, you know, and I'm just in pajamas on a <laughs> Saturday morning. And, and that was me, by the way, that came <laughs> up. <laughs> and somebody would come up and, you know, say something about all that and – honestly was surprising yeah because like those are moments when i don't feel on or mm-hmm. like there's no something mm-hmm. happening right. so yeah that's kind and of carlton is was. so recognizable anyway you know he's tall he's just beautiful ebony man so you know it, it was easy to pick him out especially amongst us because he mm-hmm. was the, the biggest one right right that makes sense and mr oliver for me, because I was a light-skinned brother with blonde hair. <laughs> oh, okay. Light-skinned brother with, a, stood with blonde hair. I, yeah, I stood out. <laughs> and that was a mistake. Well, we not loved a your mis- blonde not hair. A, not, huh? We loved your blonde hair. No, I loved it, too. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying, um, yeah, my blonde hair and me being light-skinned and first one to ever have the blonde hair. Yeah, I got recognized a lot. I mean, just like he said, being at a grocery store, driving in the car, you know, <laughs> Going to the movies or going to Universal Studios all the time and or mm-hmm. Universal or, or whatever walk, mm-hmm. whatever uh, it's yeah. called City Walk. City Walk. Going down Melrose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So got into clubs and did everything <laughs> for free. Right. <laughs> got right. everything free. Well, yeah. like actors in a movie, a lot of times they have opportunities. I mean, it opens up a lot of doors for opportunities. But I think dancers sometimes get bad breaks. I mean, you know, you're always have to go right to your next gig because yeah. you're your money's cut off majority of the time. So what was it? Uh, what, Can I speak to go, that? Yeah, please. Uh, I don't know that I agree with that totally because, I mean, I think especially once you land on a tour at this kind of scale, or at least my experience right. was, you know, definitely there are choreographers and directors of uh, dance yeah, projects yeah, that yeah, want yeah. to bring you You're in right. because of that. Right. So it does have its own sort of benefits. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. At certain periods, I think there's there's limitations. If you're more famous than the new artists, then you may not be called in for a new artist. Oh, yeah. Or if you're right. really identified, like I feel fortunate fortunate that on some level I wasn't like so upfront with Truth or Dare in yeah. in all of that because mm-hmm. then when I was moving to other artists, I wasn't so the Madonna dancer. I was able That's to right. step away and and redefine <coughs> myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. more that easily. Was the, that was the curse for me. Was it mm-hmm. really? Yeah, because, you know, we had the whole Vogue thing, you know, so mm-hmm. we were, you know, the Vogueers, you know, coming onto this set. And, and every, they, pla- every yeah. place else was like, well, do I want these Vogueers now on my tour? Oh, interesting. Mm, I don't know. Mm, yeah. 
Well, now, I know you went right into the next tour with Madonna, but w w what was the gap between the two tours? A bunch of acting stuff. Because I had started acting. Right. I mean, I started my first movie be before I moved out to L.A. Oh, wow. And okay. uh, my first gig out here was L.A. Law as a guest artist and or a guest star. And, and so, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I was just acting in between, mm -hmm. and that's what's been the main bread and butter for me throughout my full career and still is, so. Yeah, you've done. We're going to talk about all the stuff you've done a lot since, mm. since uh, the tour. What about you? First of all, I want to apologize. I just realized now I get when I get nervous, I start coughing. So uh, anyone, I thought you were choking on that bacon. You wouldn't give me a piece. Of <laughs> <laughs> but um, what's Tell really cool? He's still mark. eating bacon in the corner. <laughs> question what's, mark. What's really cool after? Guys, come on, I'm trying to talk. Sorry, here. sorry, straight come man. Sorry, sorry, straight guy. Straight guy. Straight. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm really happy to say this because their TV show is on BET right now. It's the new edition story. And um, after Madonna's tour, I got to do the Triple Threat tour with um, I danced for Johnny Gill because mm. I did a Coca-Cola commercial with him. Mm. And his bodyguard asked me, which was my bodyguard slash manager, um, Jeff Dyson, um, as we was doing the Coca-Cola commercial, um, he said, Oliver, won't you um, ask Johnny to, to choreograph and dance? And, um, well, Brooke Payne wound up doing all the choreography because Brooke Payne is the one that brought them all together. Right. And um anyway I got to do the triple threat tour. It was Keith Sweat, B B D and Johnny Gill. That was a good and one. um it was the best experience because I always looked up to New Edition mm -hmm. and to be part of with B B D and and Johnny Gill and of course Keith Sweat. I can't leave him out. You know, I got to meet my Ralph Tresvent, you know, and I got to meet my Bobby Brown, you know, 'cause I, I looked up to them mm -hmm. and um yeah I got to do that and and what? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys didn't know that, but um, <clears throat> it was about the tours for a year, and it's so funny because went on tour with Madonna, then went on tour with him, hmm. and I went back to the same cities. Hmm. Like I got to do J Japan again, Tokyo. Um, I, I think wow. we went to um to Italy, something, few other places, and um, of course the U.S. And after that, in '94, I moved to Vegas to go do Splash, and didn't have to audition. Or anything, and um, did that from ninety four. Excuse me, ninety four to two thousand and um, one. Hmm. So and you I was a, I was a diver. <laughs> I was one of the divers. I also was. I choreographed a few numbers. Um, I did. I actually did Hammer back in the day. <laughs> um, we had the pants. They had impersonators oh in there, so I did Hammer with blonde hair. You go might want to keep that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of that. And also got to do Will, Smith, Mil, Will Smith's Men in Black. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, when you say diving, what, did you choreograph oh, was, yeah. diving? Well, like, the show was called Splash. I was, yeah, I uh, used to dive. Oh, my God, see, I can't. I'm too scared of heights to get up on a diving board. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm moving my hands. Sorry. Yes, um, the show was called Splash. It was a water show. And so they had a big, giant, like, 10-foot tank. <laughs> <laughs> This is all on camera. Why? Wow. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Anyway, what's happening? I'm adjusting my face. Keep talking. Okay. Anyway, yes. And so they had di they had divers that was dancers also in the show, and I wanted to be one of the divers because I used to dive back when I was young, and I had to do a one and a half, 
into mm-hmm. a, uh, a tank that wasn't so big. So Wait, you were diving? Like a diver. Like diving. Yeah. Like, Perf- and you was doing one uh, and a half? Uh, one and a half. Yeah. Into a, into oh, a tank. Oliver Luganus. To a tank. What? I'm not kidding you. Oliver Luganus. The tank was about the size of this room. So there There's was one on this no. side, one on this side. Yeah, And no. one would flip in, and we had to time it. One would go down, and then the other one. No. And thank the Lord, because there was times that I was probably drunk as I was oh, doing no. it. <laughs> 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 but you know what? I, I got through it. I'd have to be <laughs> to do it. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Voguing underwater. Right, right. Uh, was over here moving me. <laughs> so, who actually approached you, and whose idea was it to put the documentary together? Uh, Truth or Dare or Strike a Pose? Strike a Pose. Uh, Strike a Pose is the the child of Rayar Zwan and Esther Gold. Mm-hmm. Um, Rayar, it was his idea. When he saw the the movie when he was a child and uh, felt this amazing sort of freedom to be himself and, and always sort of looked up to us and mm-hmm. saw it again and again and again. And he realized later on, he was wondering what had happened to us. He didn't know where we ha- where we went and what happened. And he started following us and... He brought up the idea to Esther Gould, who was a filmmaker already. Uh, Ryer became a, um, a journalist. Hmm. Uh, and she had the same experience. And they started asking their friends. And they all had the same experience that seeing us on camera gave them this sort of space and hope. And uh, yeah, so then they approached us by reaching out on Facebook after they had stalked us for a few <laughs> years on social media. Uh, and most, mostly Facebook emails, you know. Hmm. And then we replied. Can you pronounce his name again? Because I never heard. Oh, yeah. Because I can't. Hire? Hire. Because I only go right. I can't even pronounce your guys' name. So I'm not going to try that. I've been working hard on it. Crumbs. Get the phlegm coming up. Crumbs. New Orleans. Okay. Korea. Thank you. So who was the first two or three that actually said yes? Was there anybody that in this room at least said mm, I'm not for sure if I want to or did everybody just jump on board why does everybody <laughs> <laughs> all eyes just went <laughs> and always, you know what it always happens should I turn the crickets off no it's kidding <laughs> yeah, really, right um, well who was well let's start with who was first on board who was first on board you was one of us yeah. I was the first one they met oh with. I didn't know um, that yeah that's interesting. Yeah. And then it was Kevin? Yeah. Maybe even the same day. It was like they Was came. this like the favorite order? I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get somebody in trouble there's here. A pecking, so. There's a pecking order. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I think they reached out via email. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honestly, I just ignored the email. Did you really? I did. I'm going to be really honest. Only Give because... Like you've heard it before? Or is it well, just like... I mean, we've done... All of us have done our own individual you know, interviews regarding, you know, mm-hmm. M and I, I just wanted to kind of just move away from answering another question like, you know, does she eat salad with her fingers? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. People ask, ask yeah. that, really? Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. And so... Does she? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and so, you know, I just wasn't interested in the beginning. Um mm. And then Kevin started to call me, so I ignored Kevin for a while. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Did you? I so I had to ask so his much. boyfriend. And then he contacts my partner. And then my partner was like, can you just call Kevin back, please? So I did. And, um, you know, I relented. 
and finally said yes. Yeah, but you know, it was only because I just didn't know what they were doing and what right. they were about. And once I met with them and you know had them buy me dinner, then <laughs> I was you know I was in. And it's funny because yeah. you know. I love to play jokes. I love to joke. These guys know. We love your jokes. Yeah, and so, I, I mean, he, at the at the end of the dinner, they were like, so are you in? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, call me, but I was being coy, but inside I already knew that I was that I was in. So what was it about the pitch? Because it sounds like you've interviews, maybe have people approach it before, maybe. Mm-hmm. What was about this pitch that sold you on the idea? What was your... Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I could sense it in the initial Facebook email that they sent, which is how they found us. Um, and they basically were saying that they wanted to create this new project w- that would allow the men of the tour to honor our voice, mm-hmm. our authentic voice. Right. Um, and it was to that angle that I had never seen somebody come at from before. Um, and so that was the initial pitch. And then about three weeks later, they arrived in the U.S. Hmm. And we met at a cafe and... and um, they were just super chilled people, and they, you know, honestly, Tony, they just felt clean. Hmm. They felt clean. That must like, be refreshing. Absolutely. <laughs> and Why were you feeling them up? <laughs> 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 wow, wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, just just that. Like, they just felt solid, and, and you know, they, they just had a, a fresh perspective at hmm. coming at hearing from us it was really refreshing as well to see that they said they were going to come in three weeks all the way from europe and then they actually came exactly when they were said they were going to come okay so listen to that point integrity oh my gosh they have beyond for the amount of years that we've been working with them which is now like three years right i have said to them ryer and esther overall i mean over and over again that i wish that they would come to the u.s and do some sort of speaking thing for like executives because they are hands down impeccable at how Hmm. they do their thing to what kevin said in regards to timelines like even down to they flew out and met us um the summer of 13 i think Mm -hmm. it was like august they said that they would need about a year to get the financing in place Mm. we started filming a week before the year Really, they were on it. Their transparency about contracts and this and this and this and handling numbers. us, handling. I mean, it's For, so ginger, like so well. You know. They're amazing. For me, um, prior to us, me and my wife meeting up with them, because um, we didn't take them seriously, I had a fan that reached out to me from Spain, and he flew down to Las Vegas and stayed at the Hard Rock Hotel to sign memorabilia of. Me, posters and posters with uh, pictures with Madonna and this and that, and I don't know how he got it. And so when Esther and Ryer got in touch with um with me on my email, Jeanette, my wife, let me know about it. And prior to the fan coming out, we're thinking, is someone playing a game with us? So we didn't take them actually seriously, but we met up at Sunset Station, one of the local um casinos in Vegas. As soon as we sat down and talked to them, of course, my wife was sitting next to me like this. So as they're talking, my wife would like tap under the chair like, and I knew what the tap meant. Like, this is real. take it. Like, I knew what it meant. This, like, she would squeeze my leg like I'm squeezing Carlton's. No point. But, um, <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> stop it. And as Ryer was talking to me, 
I'm like, this is really happening. And I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it mm-hmm. because I'm like, this is for real. And as soon as they left, because we were talking for at least an hour, mm. and he had his notepad. I mean, he had, they were ready. Mm. And um, when they left us, me and, my, me and Jeanette, my wife, got in the car and were like, they're for real. And then sure enough, it happened. Mm. They, they came for four days came to one of the studios where I was teaching, which I wish they would have I would have had my studio at the time, me and my wife. But they came to a studio. So where wait, I was your wife, dance. Jeanette, right? My wife, Jeanette. Oh, oh Jeanette okay. Kalustian Cruz. Let's get that straight because last night at the at the premiere, <laughs> wait a minute, let me put put um, put this in. Last night at the premiere, I I said thank you to my brother and my family, and Hello. I left I left out my wife, Ooh. Jeanette Kalustian Cruz, wow. and didn't mention you heard it here first. Jeanette, yeah. I pray for you. So she's here now. I got you, girl. I got you on the radio. But yeah, she was like, um, "Yes, it's going to happen." And um, they came to film me at the studio. And at my job where I'm um, at my restaurant and at my house. And I was like, this, I feel like a a reality TV star or something like that. Because it was like almost Mm 24-hour process. So, yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm not bragging, but I'm I'm a former uh, All-American hammer thrower. I was in college. I was fifth in the Mm. nation. But I, I think... Dancers, wait, wait, is that a euphemism? Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> well, what? well, I'm an all-American hammer. You know where you <laughs> like a shot that, putter, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. You take a hammer and you throw it. And you yeah. and where and where do you throw? Are you from? Are you from, are you from you Norway? Can, wherever you can, <laughs> wherever, <laughs> wherever it lands, it lands. Yeah. Like a hammer, a nail in a hammer. Well, it's like a, a, a big it's ball. A ball. Oh, okay. A, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Really, oh, okay. Yeah. Like a slingshot. Hey. Hey, wow. we're, all sorts of we're teaching here. Yes. We're teaching. Uh, <laughs> he, said he grew up in Kansas. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But wow. I, I listen, an all-American athlete, I think dancers are the same. I mean, right. I, they're definitely athletes, and I think they definitely deserve, you know, the rec- recognition that you can, because that's a lot of work. I know mm-hmm. I've dated dancers, Hallelujah. and I've seen <laughs> no. what you... Um, that's another... Hello. Really <laughs> that's another uh, and it is worth episode. it. Um, wow. wow. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you. Now it's Tony's sweet exclamation. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's Dang. right. Tony's sexy at 7.30 p.m. That's right, baby. That's right. Uh, but... As we get older, and not, and not trying to throw the old card in again, but as we get older, we we definitely we see the change, and but we, our mentality is the same. Right. What do you guys now, twenty some years later? What what what's your vision now as an athlete? What what did you put your energy into? Um, are you still dancing? I know you're acting. Uh, what where did you put that energy? Because it's still there. <laughs> Oh gosh, uh, where did I put my energy? Uh, creativity, I guess, in all forms, because mm-hmm. dance is just one outlet right. of all of that. Right. So, uh, I do music under the name that Rogue Romeo. Great, amazing, I, yeah, amazing. Yes. That's how I first interviewed yeah. you. Yeah, music yeah. and videos, guys. Like seriously, his Thank stuff you. is really, really awesome. Um, I love photography. I, I'm writing. I did a movie that I'm editing. Like, so it's I just just continued with creative expression because mm-hmm. it's it's not ex- i don't even know if that it's a calling as much as it is sort of an obsessive need to get it out of my system mm-hmm. no I, I i agree you know what i mean i agree yeah. most most athletes are like that what about you lewis uh i i'm taking a different route only because i'm really into just charity work hmm. and giving back what was kind of freely given to me over these years 
So I do a lot of charity stuff, and um, I'm writing a memoir. Nice. And you know, just things like things like that. Perfect. Perfect. Mm. Oliver. <laughs> I'm actually Carl, Carl, not Arnold. Switched. I don't want to go out of order here. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. um, I would say similar to what Kevin shared. I mean, I view myself more than as a dancer, and I'm an artist, and right. I'm, a, I'm a creative. <laughs> so for me, that has afforded me branching into a lot of different realms. Which, aside from being a performer, I'm also an author. Two books published. My first book came out in 2007. Wow. called Front and Center, How I Learned to Live There, which did really well. And uh, I won Best Autobiography through USA Book News. Good for um, you. Up against Simon & Schuster and Penguin and all those. And then my second book came out, which is my life coaching curriculum. So I've been working as a life coach for about 10 years now. And I love streaming that same energy right. that you speak about right. into this other area. And it's really great to have these two worlds where one, obviously for what we do, is about me and mm -hmm. me the personality and all that and then one is me just being a complete blank canvas right. and just showing up to transfer as lewis said yeah. mm -hmm. you know what has been afforded me meaning freedom of my soul yes. mm -hmm. into helping other people yes. find their way mm. perfect perfect that sounded that's awesome Amazing. <laughs> for me um i choreographed for um several high school um dance groups or um yeah, dance groups at their schools, like high schools. Um, got a few first places for that. Well, they got it, but I actually choreographed. And me and my wife, we have our own studio. It's called Musicology Academy. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. um, slash Revelo Hip Hop. And that's Oliver spelled backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Revelo. Anyway, we do local. Never. We He's do, a clever we man. do local um, charity stuff around like um, Ribbon. Um, what is it called? Ribbon of Hope, I think. Um, my wife teaches voice and piano, like I said, and I teach hip-hop. And we do, like every month, um, charity events, you mm -hmm. know, for Magical Forest. This is all in Vegas. And, you know, different different things, yes. And um, my thing is, um, still to this day, and these guys don't know this, <clears throat> but when I go to choreograph and teach, I still get nervous and jealous. I mean, not jealous. <laughs> nervous, like jealous. Nervous. I mean, nervous. <laughs> and, I get, no, I get no. I'm of a, yourself? No, I get nervous and 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 I think it's not think. I know it's because I still love what I do. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like no, I still, I, I still yeah. enjoy it every time I'm teaching my dance classes on Tuesday or choreographing something. I get nervous and I, I get butterflies and you know so. I really enjoy. But doesn't most artists, no. singers, actors w doing this? I mean, if you don't have that that energy, that nervous energy to to give that best performance. No, to like, that to that statement, one of the most beautiful moments to me with M is when she sang on the Oscars and she did the Marilyn Monroe mm. blonde with the boa and the white right. thing and there was a close up on her and her hand was in this position and she was solid and steady. All in her face, but her fingers were shaking. Were completely shaking, and I got a chance to like acknowledge her and say I thought that that was so beautiful mm -hmm. because it really humanized her right. in a way. Like we think of her in all those obvious ways, right. but like here she is, somebody that underbelly really, really cares about doing a good job. Hmm. You know, it was it was awesome. No. So you're, I, yeah, I no, I, yeah. she had a lot of risk. 
Yeah, even I mean, when we I, were doing our tour, I mean, she had a lot of risk. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. she she could have gone either way from the sort of not so great Dick Tracy performance right. in you know right. the movie side of it, and her kind of string of you know B movie sort of stuff. Her songs and everything could have gone you know a completely different direction. Mm. Um, and and I think she felt that she had to make a big splash in order to stay relevant and stay in that position. Well, and boy, did she! <laughs> yes, she did. Now, you guys seemed like you were a pretty tight-knit niche, um, crew uh, on, on the film. How did you guys stay in touch? Because, you know, everybody has their own lives. They, they go off and do their own jobs and gigs and stuff. Did you guys stay in touch over the years, or did you lose contact? Um, of course, there was no social media back then. Yeah, there no was cell phones, for me, some email. For, yeah, yeah, for me, I haven't seen none of the guys in over 20 25 you saw me uh, did i see you yeah i came well, to vegas all the time remember well, yeah, but well, in, until about 15 years ago yeah but um we're talking like 24 25 years yeah, i haven't seen all of them and um i wish i would have but it right. was but but you know what it worked out well <laughs> <laughs> right because in the movie spike pose when you see that reunion yeah it's yeah. it's so real yeah. It's so real. So. I, th- yeah. I think that we never thought that we would just not be seeing each other. Like, I thought, yeah. w- how, when you're that close, mm-hmm. you think, oh, I'll just see you tomorrow. I'll see you next week. You know, next week, it, somehow we'll be seeing each other any minute. And I just kept feeling like, oh, there's this next moment for us. And it just never happened. And like Jose, when we, last time I saw him uh, at the. Uh, Truth Dare premiere, I believe it was, like does not a word, not a, a mm. sound, not a connection at all until the reunion. Wow, that's not a, at all. And yeah. twenty five years goes fast, doesn't oh, it? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. surprisingly, we're yeah. always like, oh, I'll call him next week, next month. Oh, you know, and, what? And I don't think we even exchanged. No, I didn't even have his no, number. Really, he lived with his yeah. mom. We didn't have cell phones, so it was like if you had a house number, and then everyone moves and changes their number anyway. So, mm. yeah. the ironic thing about the whole thing is. When we did get together, we just kind of picked up where you left right off. where we left off. It was <laughs> the weirdest and the most, uh, I think for me, you know, really interesting dynamic of that whole scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I, n- I haven't seen Oliver or Slam, you know, it, since the tour. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw uh, Jose and Carlton and Kevin because I live here in Los Angeles and right. from time to time, but not like. You know, we were having dinner every week. Right. You know, people go about their lives. But the <coughs> the gift was that we just picked up where we left off. It was mm. it was like as if no time had passed. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting for me because, you know, again, having been somewhat on a journey before I got here, I, I didn't have much trip in my head about the importance of staying in touch because right. I get that that's just what it is and that's what I'd already been doing. You get a job, people move right. on. Yeah. But to what Lewis is speaking about, it was amazing for me when we had the reunion in Strike a Pose because I had underestimated how much these guys <laughs> all meant to me. Hmm. It's true. I mean, Kevin and Lewis, again, because the three of us are in L.A., I've seen them sporadically. Um, Oliver, Slam, Salim. And Jose, I hadn't seen again since the gig. And it's just, we, we moved on, they moved on. That's what I thought. And then when we had the reunion, it was like, no, there is a serious something extra, extra special about mm-hmm. who they are, whether I get to be in communication with them on the day-to-day or not. So it's awesome. Is my mic going by the way? Because I can't hear myself or them. 
It's on. You're it's on. on. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> For some Security. reason. Yeah. Security. Right. So we left Did I just come? Yeah. <laughs> right. Just, right where we, just checking. For the good <laughs> or the crazy. Right where we left yeah. off. Right. Yeah, we're not live. Exactly. We're just, uh, <laughs> we're just sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You know what? Leave me alone, guys. <laughs> now, did you realize how important, though, this film, not Strike a Pose, but Truth or Dare, was going to be. Did you realize how important? Oh my God! It would be? No, you we, thought it was going to be just a fun we, little tour. We, <laughs> we didn't have no idea twenty five years later, or better yet, before twenty five years later, because, like I said, back then we didn't have social media, right? So we didn't know what kind of impact we wasn't trying to make us. We were just being ourselves in Truth or Dare. Mm-hmm. That's all. We was being ourselves, and come to find out, we changed people like well, I didn't, they did. I, I mean, why do you say that? Well, because seeing that I was a straight, I didn't. But you I mean, I had a story. I, I mean, not I too many people at that time were very straight allies. That yeah. Were well, being homophobic. So I, well, being, really well, being, being homophobic. Yeah. But as far as you know, people coming out was okay. They they got to see two men kiss on 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 a big screen. They felt okay to be themselves. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone says. And if it wasn't for them. And Madonna and Alec, you know, we opened the, the doors for people to just go in and tell their parents, hey, listen, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for me, on us, because I was homophobic, and I just, like I said, I say this all the time. Back then, I was so naive and ignorant. They changed my life mm. and, and Madonna. So, that's wow. that's that's my... I think people yeah. should really never underestimate your impact in absolutely, this movie absolutely. as as an as an ally and your journey well, of acceptance well, thank for you. us. Thank you, thank yeah. you, guys. Thank you. Is it? I mean, we I, do love you, and I think oh, that shows I, in the I, movie. I, and well, right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but love for you. you yeah. <laughs> now, it, it, speaking on that, and strike a pose, um, like you said, you went your own ways, and you really didn't know. You know, you could now, after the internet came up, you can kind of look up, you know, Kevin, see what he was doing. But you didn't get to see behind the scenes of what he was going through if there was, you know, death or breakups or whatever, health reasons or whatever. And so when you did this documentary, Strike a Pose, you got to learn about other others kind of lives behind the scenes. What was that like for you to, to maybe, some, you know, I think, who, who was the one that passed away? I'm sorry. Um, Gabriel. Gabriel. I mean, peace. did you guys know when he passed away? Because it didn't make huge headlines, I'm sure, maybe. But um, did you know that he had passed away? Oh, God, yeah, of course. No, uh, Gabriel was my best friend. At, oh, he know. was? Yeah. Oh, so, okay. f- so after the tour, I mean, we continued working together. We continued oh, okay, hanging okay. out and visiting. And I just happened to move to Italy while he, when he was passing oh, so okay. i didn't see the decline i didn't realize or you know he didn't wasn't forthcoming about his diagnosis right. and i didn't i was a little too naive to push and <coughs> see what was really going on right. so it was you know i yeah we were in, in touch so okay. yes but I, if you see the movie you know i called literally like two hours after he passed away mm-hmm. not knowing that he was even dying wow i didn't wow. find out until me and my wife because my wife knew him knew him and kevin before i even Met them. Oh, and really? We, yes. And it's Is she a dancer thing. also? Yes, yeah, she's oh, okay. a dancer. Um, and I, me and her didn't find out until 2006 or something, like, mm. or 2003, mm. something time. like that. So, And when we found out, I mean, of course, because she worked with him <clears throat> and Kevin a few times, and um, she felt what I felt. I mean, because my man was, rest, R.I.P., 
He was wonderful. He was beautiful. Mm. Yeah. He never. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. No. Um, I found out um, in two th- in ninety seven. Oh wow. Yeah. At the gym. Wow. wow. At the gym. Yeah. There I was a guy who I knew at the gym, and he came up and said, "Hey, I just found out. Did you know the Gabriel?" And I was like, "What?" Mm. And it was just crazy for me, you know. Um, and I haven't spoken much about this at all, but. So much of my journey with this project, with Strike a Pose, and me choosing to be as free as I am is not just for myself. Um, I lost my brother to AIDS in 94, and I was not comfortable with my own Mm. diagnosis to even show up for him. And, you know, I... Our family found out his deal and everything, and he was in a hospice for many years, and I had a lot of resentment and all of that. So, you know, when I found out the thing about Gabe, it just, you know, it, it just was, you know, and then I had my own secret still. Right, right. It, it just, like, clamped me up a little bit more in regards to the, you know, just horrifying truth that somebody will know your stuff again and like mm-hmm. this death is just coming around me and it's around me mm-hmm. from him and my brother it was just yeah 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 wow what about you lewis uh, i visited gabriel uh in san francisco oh. at his house uh, when he was going through it when he was going through it oh mm-hmm. wow uh but beginning stages so he was still Gabriel to me, mm-hmm. uh, he, and as we were rem- remember him, and then I went to his funeral. Mm. I went back up for his funeral. And Nikki sang, and it oh was my just gosh. I love Nikki. Mm-hmm. And I know. I that. mean, and, and as soon as she started singing, I mean, it was just all over yeah. for me. It was Rough. all over. Mm. Me. I mean, every time, you know, Nikki Harris or Donna Delory sing, whether it be individually or together. You know, especially for for me personally, Nikki. I mean, I I can't, I just I can't. I break out into tears, and that moment was just too. Much. I mean, she brought the whole house. It was crazy. It, she brought the whole. I sort of feel like he's crazy. this invisible thread that ties us all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he was a beautiful man. I mean, yeah, I didn't know him spirit. personally, but just really, really, you could tell spirit. by on the outside, but just his smile, his eyes. I mean, I, you could tell. I don't think ever on tour. I've never. I didn't get to see it. He never gave attitude. There was no drama. It was like he was just mute. He didn't follow anyone, mm-hmm. but he had. He was his own. He was. Well, hmm. I mean, you know, and we're not saying that because he's gone. No, no, no. It's I the mean, truth. It, it is the truth, and and I'll say for Kevin, myself, oh, I felt cry, similar, and continue to feel that way about Kevin and Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Like, swear to God. They are two examples for me as a man, as a human, as a dancer Mm -hmm. that have been consistently kind energy Mm. from the moment I've known Kevin. He's always been like that. Mm -hmm. And Gabriel was just like Oliver was saying. He was just seamless, peaceful Mm. energy, like always, always, always. Mm. He never got hot about anything. He never gossiped about people. He was just an amazing thing. And. I just want to say it's been so great getting to connect with Sue Troop and his mom. His mom. Yes. And, yes, and yes. just, you know, watching what God has been able to do to her soul, you That's know, because great. she started out very resentful that the kiss was in the film mm-hmm. and through this whole track and all of the edifying that's been happening over the last year, she's arrived at a place to say that 
she is thankful yes. that mm-hmm. her son or that that happened that the that that scene was kept right. because of what it's actually ended up doing for a lot of people so you know mm-hmm. just much kudos to Sue and to Gabriel yes yes do you feel that strike a pose is kind of a healing for all of you because I mean, it sounds like not just Gabriel, but just, you know, for the work you have done over the years, uh, losses we've had, gains that you've had, but a, a healing process of finally saying, getting the acknowledgement again with a whole new generation. Uh, do you feel like this could be a healing? It's a 20,000, 150,000% truth mm-hmm. um, for myself, you know, you know. As people will see in the movie, I was very crippled by my diagnosis most of my life and, um, you know, started to peel the onion off when Mm -hmm. I wrote my first book and there's a chapter in it there and then did a cover of a magazine that's an HIV positive magazine and had to like have a come to Jesus conversation about if I should do that. But then with Strike a Pose, what's different that it's doing is like, you know, every part of me knew for sure that my diagnosis ever becoming public would be the thing to marginalize my life Mm -hmm. between employment, between who might want to date me, between people inviting me to their house for dinner and the fact that strike a pose and my stuff being full blown. I mean, what did you say that? No, he didn't that say was, anything. That was weird. Okay. <laughs> but the fact that Strike a Pose is happening the way that it is <laughs> has really just allowed me to realize that, that this thing that I thought would keep me down mm-hmm. has allowed me to be celebrated in ways that I could not have imagined. So, you know, last year with this activity specifically has what I say has been the year that God allowed my soul to get healed mm. and purified that's gorgeous that's even beautiful. even more than healing it feels like transforming like i i put myself down constantly i'm part of the perfectionist in me like it's never enough and there's something about this experience that has really let me settle into who i am and i we've said this before that we never really listened to all these comments and, and compliments over the years about madonna because it was always about her mm-hmm. and something about all of that always just let me shuffle them all away and, and not listen or let them land mm-hmm. and continue my con- my internal conversation about you're not enough mm-hmm. and, and you won't make a difference or you haven't made a difference. And something about this experience has really let this land. For for me, um, you know, my wife in 2003 gave me an ultimatum mm-hmm. um, to stop drinking or she was going to leave me. And it's not in the film, but they did film it because, of course, they only had a certain amount that they could put in the film. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I love the way it turned out. But um, a lot of people, we talk a little bit about it, but she gave me an ultimatum to stop drinking. And I wind up going cold turkey. Mm. Um, and then one, I'm going to try to say this really quick. Um, I had a seizure in my sleep because I went cold turkey. And... The reason why oh, they, it collided, it collided with um, these pills called um, um, ephedra mm-hmm. that all the baseball players was taking, and it gives mm-hmm. you energy. So they collided together, bit off half of my bit off my tongue. Oh my had gosh. it in my seizure, when I had my seizure at the apartment. Then she wound up coming to the apartment, took me to a quick care. Did it had another bite, another <clears> seizure, <throat> bit on my tongue. Two of my teeth went forward. They had to rush me to a, a hospital. 
had a third seizure and went flatline on the bed, she told me a year later. And um, I got to talk about this in the movie, and it took me years to admit that I was an alcoholic. And for, and for me to get to talk about that in the movie and say it right now, you know, I can speak for people and let mm -hmm. them know you can, if, if mm -hmm. you're addicted to something, admit it. And good for me, I listened to my wife, and I, obviously I, that I must admit that I loved her for me in order to stop drinking. Because if it wasn't for her, I would probably be dead. Mm. You know, so for me, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I love you, Ollie. about you, Dr. <laughs> Lewis? Um, it was definitely a full circle moment for me. It really, really was. I mean, my journey up to this point hasn't been the brightest, but I wouldn't change it mm. for anything mm -hmm. because of what I've learned from those experiences. You know, I get to be here, you know, and it's a gift. It, mm. it truly is a gift. Yeah. So and he, very happy. Yeah. Me and him drove here. Oh, so yeah. I, this is my second time. <laughs> <laughs> me and, no, seriously. Were you scared? And I can't. <laughs> no, see, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Listen to this. Me and this is our second time, like, being alone together. We was in Winston, um, North Carolina, and me and him got to um, promote the movie, whatever, whatever. I got to be with them for a long time. But as we was driving here, and I told him this when we were in Winston, I go, he's changed so much. And, of course, he questioned me, what do you mean? And I think he knows what I mean because back then he was Lewis. He still is Lewis, but he has changed. It's like a, a 360. And I loved him back then, but I love him even more now. Well, we used to write. I mean, we used to be really – uh, mean and catty to him only because I mean in in a like in a brother in a, a brother, brotherly, brotherly way yeah. way I mean we never really honestly honestly we never really wanted to hurt him and make him feel hurt right. you know what and I'm, I knew that right but you know we would always tease him I mean this is the guy who you know it's like I'm straight I'm straight I'm straight but then oh, comes goes. to set with like a Vogue hat <laughs> that had these big mirrored letters that said Vogue I was like uh-huh <laughs> hey I'm I the mean, one we were just one I created that the too. necklace that says Oliver, Oliver. <laughs> that's you right know, he is he is that guy and I mean, you know, give us an You're inch. asking for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you can get that on his website. At Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Whatever. Reverse it. Uh, uh, well, just a few minutes left. And what is some of the comments and people are saying to you guys um, after they see the documentary? Strike a pose. Well, uh, lots of thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think uh, not just for our participation in Truth or Dare years ago, but also for right now for being so forthcoming and, and courageous and honest and for telling, for sharing mm. our story. I mean, I, it's weird to say to, to say you're welcome because it's not even that it's about it's a it's an honor for us to be sharing our own stories. Mm -hmm. It's we never get this opportunity to share our stories. So Saying thank you feels like a little strange, but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it, it, yeah, we hear a lot of a lot of thank yous for me, for me. Um, they just say Oliver, thank you for being so honest. That's I. That's the first thing I hear, and that's how that's who I am. 
So that's what we should be. Yeah. (laughs) I was just talking to a really good girlfriend of mine. um, Vivian Cooper is her name. And she actually was the editor on my first book, Front and Center. So she knows my story like Mm -hmm. nobody else. And she came last night Mm -hmm. and she was just sharing in the as, as I was driving over here that. I mean, she just went on with glowing things for everybody in the film and the directors. Mm. But she said, you know, she just felt like it was a body slam. Really? In regards to, like, information that she saw that could really save a lot of people from suicide. That's great. And I was like, wow. You know, but that language was just, she was, you know, it was just really heavy landing for her. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm just... Again, I can't. I say it all the time. You know, this this has been a gift. I mean, it's really, really a blessing to be present hmm. to hear <laughs> somebody say thank you. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Not only thank you, you helped me when I was younger to realize who I was mm-hmm. and be comfortable with that and to express that to others. But now thank you that you've made me comfortable to be you know, and a and a comfortable as an adult, you know, with that. You know, and really to move forward because, you know, it's one thing to say to your parents when you're fifteen, sixteen, you know, and that fear like I'm gay, Mm -hmm. you know, this is me. You know, that's mm-hmm. to your parents. So, so, so the radius is smaller. Right. Yeah. As you grow older, the radius grows bigger because mm-hmm. you're telling not just your parents, but you're expressing yourself in your everyday life, and and being truthful to who you are. Mm-hmm. And you know, th- that's the new wave, the new round of thank mm-hmm. yous, and it's a blessing to be present for that. It really just is. If I can speak to the present thing just yeah. for a quick second, I mean, it's, uh, what what I love about that, which is true for me too, is this. You know, from last year to literally right now, current day, is the first time that I get to be authentically mm-hmm. available mm. to the positives that are happening in my life because it's not shrouded from me hiding and being yep. insecure about somebody finding mm-hmm. out this or that or this or that. It's like wow, like good feels good. Right. The truth shall set you free, type of thing. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. So, uh, the premiere was last night. Premiere at Lemley Fine Arts uh-huh. in, uh, in on Wilshire and Beverly Hills. The premiere was last night, but we have screenings every night except Monday, and there's matinees mm-hmm. all week until next uh, Thursday is the last day. Oh, nice. We have special moderator Q&A hosts coming in to give our, our Q&As each night, so we will be there each night doing Q&As. Um, so please come and come again. And yeah, Tonight is Vincent Patterson, the choreographer, oh, yeah. and we have never really spoken about that period with him ever, so wow. that should be a very interesting conversation. Uh, I think Carmeet Bahar of the Pussycat Dolls is on oh, Sunday. Oh, wow. Woo-hoo. All right, now. <laughs> and, and, and it's also nice because we just got an extension. Uh, we've been at the IFC in New York since January 18th, and that was supposed to go for a week. And they just Still extended going. till yeah. the 31st. Perfect. So, you know, for those of you that are on the East Coast, right. you can go and check it out there as well. And go to www.madonnadancers.com for the entire schedule because it's playing in various cities it's for one out. night, two nights, three nights, one week, like all over the country and in Canada. So check there for yeah. specific cities. And I, what's funny is a lot of times when documentaries come out, there's that short 
window period of when it gets the exposure. But you got been going a year, <laughs> a year since yeah, Bird like, Valley last year, nonstop. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty good. <laughs> crazy. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Wait, who would have thought? Who would have thought yeah. Australia, South Africa, yeah. Brussels, like, where, where, Vienna, Vienna Hawaii, <laughs> the Buenos Aires, like come on. South Korea. The only, the only place it hasn't come to, and I don't understand why. Why hasn't it come to Vegas? Vegas. I, I know. Really? really? I don't. I put it out there too. And Palm Springs. I, I just no Palm Springs. I know. We tried to. Me and my wife tried to. We tried to go to you know the local magazines and. Radio stations. Hmm. My wife tried to do a lot, and I don't understand why. And and seeing that I'm a local, and because I've been in Vegas longer than I've been in L.A. or New Orleans, being in a show splash, representing Vegas for I don't know how long, and no one has called us back, emailed us back about the movie. And I'm like, if y'all bring this to Vegas, oh my. (laughs) Let's do they it. Were all, they were all. They were come, hmm. and it would totally. be so beautiful. And because there's so many, I mean, it's a dancing city. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. nothing but dance, well, Cirque shows and and dancing shows, and you know, I'm sure all the dancers, Jabberwockies, etc., will come and support it. And are you talking and to them to try to get it to New Orleans as well? And and in it won't. And it's my hometown. It won't even go to New Orleans. Yeah. That's another one. Not yet, at least. Not yet. Not yet. Not, and if it goes yet. to New Orleans, man. Has, has anybody like Bravo approached you for like a reality show? I could see this as a reality show. Look at faces. Wait a minute. Okay, never mind. Um, so, <laughs> wow. Remember that question you asked yes, in the beginning? It, yes. <laughs> yes. That would be one of the questions. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, <laughs> on that note. On that note. <laughs> well, we want to <laughs> thank you guys for being here, coming in on a Saturday. Uh, we, I love you guys. Like I said, you, we are, all, you all were my awesome. crushes. You are awesome. Oh, we love so, you, Tony Sexy. Oh, well, you thanks. are so <laughs> sweet, sexy. That's, you know, I'm not saying that, but yeah. <laughs> you can, but I won't, you're feeling I won't it. Take quiet. it. Okay. I won't take it like these three. But <laughs> oh, 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 wow. well, I mean, is that like I know? He's oh my god! Okay, let's move. Yeah. Let's we better move. close before we get in trouble. Yes, please. Yeah, Too late. It's after midnight somewhere. So, that's, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys for being here on uh, a Saturday morning with me and the lovely gentleman. Uh, and we want you to go. MadonnasDancers.com? MadonnaDancers.com. And uh, please, if you can, see this documentary, Strike a Pose. Uh, I think, like I said, I think... I, I think. You stink. I think, <laughs> sometimes. Uh, I think uh, Truth or Dare still is relevant to this day because there's people still out there that are, you know, oppressed. And I think, and I'm not trying to get political with the new administration, I think it's going to open up doors for a lot of other people out there that needs to see this film. Then watch Strike a Pose afterwards. I think it's going to be a great combination. So... That would be a good uh, sit on the couch on a Saturday afternoon and watch both. When is it, when is this coming out on DVD? Do we know yet? We can't announce that, but uh, but now, yes, there's, the there's end, a, you just start shutting me up. Get, <laughs> get into the theaters though. Yeah, see it with a, yeah. see it with other people. That actually has yeah. a really huge impact. It's it really beautiful does. to yes. feel the energy to feel the energy between everybody watching. And I want you to uh, tell us your social media because I know people want that. I am everywhere at Kevin Stay S T E A. All platforms. Squeeze me. Wow. Every <laughs> door. Okay, Every how you door. doing? If you can name one I'm not on, then I'll go there. <laughs> um, well, I'm everywhere. Okay, I'm not everywhere. No, but yeah. I am at Lu- one Lewis Extrava. Of course. <laughs> and I have it on the screen there. So, Mr. Carlton. On Facebook, Carlton Wilborn USA. Wilborn. Mm-hmm. 
Got to write that down. And on Instagram, I am Carlton Wilborn Rising. Ooh, I won't ask. And, Go ahead. And for, <laughs> and for me, for me, Oliver, Oliver S. Crooms the Third on Facebook, plus Musicology on Facebook, and at Oliver Crooms Revelo Hip Hop, and at Musicology Academy. Got yes. it. Got it. All right. Well, tune in next Wednesday. I have actually a dominatrix on my show. Wow, That's I know. Awesome. I know. I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> is she forcing me to come in as well? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I may, I may have. We, I may need a co-host. Are we obliged <laughs> to come in? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I love it. Well, remember they said I'm not so sweet. Right. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Thank you guys. We'll see you next Wednesday, right here at four o'clock, right here on UBN Radio. Bye, guys. Bye. This has been On Air with Tony Sweet. Don't worry. There's more online. Search On Air with Tony Sweet on iTunes for fast shows and exclusive behind-the-scenes content. On Air with Tony Sweet every Wednesday and Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific right here on UBNRadio.com.